So here in Alberta, as you know, oil prices are a bit of a double-edged sword, right? Uh, as they go up, the province rakes in huge revenues, and, you know, that's great. We ha- That's why we have the incredible surplus that we have right now. If you remember not that long ago, we were still talking about deficits, and then oil took off, and now all of a sudden we've got a whole lot more cash than we thought, and a $2.5 billion surplus at the end of the year. That's because of oil prices, right? Um Lots of money for the government to spend, which they're doing right now, heading into an election campaign. So um, that's a good thing. However, the other side of the coin, of course, is the fact that you and I have to pay more because things cost more, specifically gas prices. And uh, we already saw that over the weekend with the carbon tax coming in for three cents. And for whatever reason, that meant a 13 percent increase at the pumps. But um, it's it's a given that we're going to see gas prices follow oil prices. How soon and how much? Uh, I guess, remains to be seen, but we should expect it. So let's find out what's going on with oil prices and where they might be headed. We're going to chat with Rory Johnson, a commodity analyst, about this. Rory, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, this was a that was a pretty good jump in oil prices yesterday, right? Well, what was the increase that we've seen in the price of oil? Yeah, so yesterday, uh, following OPEC's surprise announcement that it was going to be cutting production by around 1.1, 1.2 million barrels a day or roughly 1% of global supplies. After the announcement, uh, we got about a $6 or about a 7 or 8% increase in the price of oil between uh, on Monday versus where it closed on Friday, which is a really big jump, right? But I think it also needs to be contextualized into where we have been here today, because obviously oil prices have been quite low. They, they got as low as $70 a barrel on a Brent basis, on a global benchmark basis. And that was following all of this tumult and fear around this kind of mini banking crisis right. that we went through through March and that we now mostly seem to be on the other side of, you know, fingers crossed. But OPEC obviously was concerned about that pricing, that, that downside pricing environment. At the same time, a lot of that price downside had been prompted by financial market speculators that were shorting the price of oil because they were fearing kind of further economic damage from this banking crisis. So, you know, you had heard previously that the Saudi oil minister really doesn't love this kind of activity. And the quote was something along the lines of, you know, they'll be ouching. And that was a quote from 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, what we saw was that large short position. You know, that was exactly what this kind of surprise cut targeted. And you did see likely a lot of that short position covered. And that's why we saw such a big jump in the price on Monday. Yeah, going back to some of the thinking here, that they're talking about maybe the fear, I mean, it's all about regulating supply and demand, so the thinking was, um, if things start to slow down and we do start to see economies slowing, possibly falling into a recession, that could lead to a reduction in demand, so we don't want to have oversupply. That's as simple as it got, right, in terms of the, the voluntary cuts? Yeah, that's, you know, that's the high-level kind of theory there, right, is that they'd rather cut ahead of real weakness so then they could be in a position of control rather than kind of reacting to something once things got really bad. But I also do think, you know, there were a bunch of other factors that were cited, like I was mentioning, the kind of financial speculation they wanted to shake out, but also the fact that over the past couple of weeks, despite the price getting so low and the previous U.S. White House commitment to refill or begin refilling the uh, strategic petroleum reserve at those levels. And they kind of balked at that, you know, when, when really push came to shove. And that also seems to have angered various OPEC ministers, particularly in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and I was reading, you mentioned reserves. Uh, reserves have actually slowly but surely been building up again over the last few months, right? I mean, we're already in an area where we're seeing more uh, reserves being uh, replaced because they were really low for a while. 
for the strategic petroleumers there. So, you know, you saw obviously the big, huge, uh, the largest in history drawdown, you know, between the end of 2021 and through 2022 following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. You, you know, there has been discussion about refilling those a little bit. But to date, you know, we really still haven't seen that happen. Uh, and there was a commitment. The White House committed to refilling the, yeah. the SDR between 67 and $72 a barrel WTI. But once they actually got down to that level, they kind of were like, ah, well, let's see where things go. And I think a lot of people, myself included, were disappointed in that kind of behavior, given the fact that the whole point of that lower threshold was to attempt to stabilize prices in many ways to, you know, so that we didn't need OPEC to do this kind of thing. Because in the long term, while it is, you know, deleterious, it is harmful to consumers at the pump for lower oil prices, no doubt. What is even more kind of harmful is the volatility that can be caused by really, really low oil prices, which then choke off, you know, choke off new supply, which then cause even higher oil prices in the future. And that volatility is even more damaging than just kind of a medium to high-ish price level overall. Interesting. Okay, what is that? I mean, in terms of the range where they want it to be, like you say, it got down to 70. They felt that was too low. They wanted the price. to. What is sort of the sweet spot? What does OPEC like to see in terms of the price of oil? Yeah, so I mean, you know, in a tight range, you know, the, the threshold people have been discussing over the past year or two has been about $80 a barrel Brent. Although I would say that, you know, Brent was already back to about $80 on Friday before the surprise cut. So this was a very, very big deal. It was in terms of actual tangible barrels that will likely be lost in the market. It's actually the same size as the cut we saw back in October, which was also a very big cut. Um, so obviously something else is playing in here. Maybe it's more than just the cut. Maybe some of those other factors I mentioned, or sorry, more than just the price level. But I think it, there's also the possibility that price level is gradually increasing. Now, obviously, we've all been dealing with sky high inflation recently. And that, you know, that isn't just felt in, you know, felt in Canada. It is felt in, in countries like Saudi yeah. Arabia as well. So I do think that that $80 threshold probably doesn't go quite as far as it did, you know, a year or two ago. So what's what's the forecast here? What what do you anticipate happening with oil prices? And then, of course, like you say, it, all the inflation, the gas prices trickles down from there. But what's the forecast about where we might be this summer with oil prices? So this is where it gets a little interesting, because even before this cut, most of the major forecasting agencies, like the International Energy Agency, had been forecasting that we were going to see deeper deficits, uh, you know, in the latter half of the year, which should have already been enough to push us, you know, maybe not quite as high as 100, but towards that level, you know, in the second half of 2023. Now, with these cuts on the books, those deficits get even larger. So, you know, barring a, you know, a fairly severe or even, you know, moderate recession, um, I do expect that these cuts uh, you know, combined with, you know, bounce back in Chinese demand, et cetera, will probably push us towards, you know, you know, $100 or, or almost there in the second half of this year. Wow. Okay. So that's what we'll watch for. Um, thank you so much, Rory. Good stuff. I appreciate your time.